Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of influencer marketing and branded content agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. I'm so happy to be here with you all today and want to give you a very warm welcome to Josh Elich, who is joining us to discuss his extensive experience working in digital marketing. Josh is a U.S. Navy veteran who became a serial entrepreneur in an effort to solve problems he himself felt he needed help with. Josh's first startup, SavingsAngel.com, grew to having more than 50 employees and grossed more than $6 million in sales with less than $500 in advertising spent. In 2014, he launched the extension at My Influence to help entrepreneurs attract their perfect audiences and grow their brands without needing help from an agency. Since at My Influence has evolved into an easily accessible platform which helps entrepreneurs share their expertise and wisdom while growing revenue. Josh is a frequent speaker at business and startup conferences, including Social Media Marketing World and Tony Robbins Business Mastery. He's a weekly consumer expert on Fox 35 Orlando and News 13, writes a syndicated column for nine newspapers with total readership above 1.1 million readers, and regularly appears on more than 75 TV stations across the country. All told, Josh has appeared in the media more than 2,000 times. Today, we're going to talk with Josh about understanding the importance of using social media to increase authority and influence. We'll be covering what the difference is between advertising and authority building and why you should create content to engage followers. We'll learn what's worked from Josh's experience, what maybe could be avoided if you're doing this yourself, and where others are missing the mark. Josh, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Stacey. Of course. So happy to have you here today. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do, where you've been, how you got to where you are today, and we can go from there. Sure. Uh, So I failed in business a number of times. Uh, I think six pretty significant failures, in fact, uh, after I left corporate America. But I, I just felt like I had work to do. I was a terrible employee. Um, <laughs> I was all right when I was in the Navy because uh, I felt a special purpose to what I was doing. But then just in corporate America, I just, you know, it was really hard for me to be in that environment. Um, I, I needed to be a part of something that I was involved in the creative process, you know, I could really uh, put my finger on. But, you know, again, like a lot of people, um, you know, we try something, it doesn't work, and that's okay. I mean, that's that's the normal path for business owners. You know, cash flow issues, having to uh, abruptly move from a home or uh, lose a home to foreclosure, bankruptcy, uh, that was all part of my experience. And it was really painful to go through that. So when my other company, Savings Angel, succeeded and we started having uh, seven-figure years and six-figure months, uh, I had really come to the decision that I was going to spend a lot of time serving pro bono in my local startup community, helping other entrepreneurs in whatever way I could, again, all pro bono, because I just believe that that's what we should do. When you finally hit it, reach down, and help as many people learn from your experience so that they don't have to go through as much of that pain. And so as I was, uh, so Savings Angel, we grew, by the way, um, and people want to know, how did you get to six figures a month? That sounds really exciting. And it is. Um, It's really fun to get to that level uh, because, uh, you know, when I launched it at the beginning, I had zero money or completely bootstrapping. And uh, I didn't have 
any exposure at the beginning. And I knew that exposure was everything. You can have the best business idea in the world, Stacey, but if you don't have any visibility, nobody's going to know about it and you're not going to become successful. Another problem with that is that you don't have enough data because we're, we're not, nobody is a fortune teller. We don't know what's going to work in business. And so the only way to figure that out is you have to have the market tell you. And if you don't get enough numbers, you don't get meaningful data and you're trying to base the success or failure of your business on the opinion of 10 of your closest friends. Sorry, but that's not good data. You need people to come to your website, bounce off your website. You didn't try to extract that information and that will let you know which direction to take your business in. It was the first couple months of launching Savings Angel, which was a for a long time was a membership-based website that would help consumers cut their grocery bill in half. And so what I did is, you know, social media was really early in its infancy at the time. This was 12 years ago. And so I reached out to local radio stations, um, ad magazines, blogs, like anyone I could that I knew had an audience. And I said, look, um, you know, I would love to bring value. This is what I can do. I can help consumers cut their grocery bill in half. I'll teach people, you know, exactly like that, da, 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 da. And I had a, a local uh, radio station show pity on me. They invited me on. And uh, this was in the middle of winter. And I had a heating bill that was due. And I didn't have the money for it. And this was a Tuesday morning. My bill was due, I believe, like a Friday or something like that. And so uh, I was like, this is my last shot. I, you know, if this doesn't succeed... I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't want to lose another home. I don't want to have to go and live with my in-laws or my parents again, because that's embarrassing. Um, but I went on air and uh, for a three minute radio segment, uh, at the time, I didn't even know what happened. Like I was at the radio station, my phone wouldn't, you know, I couldn't connect and see, you know, credit card transactions, not like today, you know, when we have Stripe and all right. of that. But I went home and I had actually made several hundred dollars for that three minute segment. And that paid my heating bill. And then we made a little bit more money the next day and people were signing up. And uh, I got my heating bill paid. And uh, you know, in the years that followed, uh, that turned into a very, very successful business. We were able to help a lot of good people. So all told today, um, Stacey, I've been in the media over 2000 times. Yeah. Uh, I do syndicated newspaper column, syndicated TV, uh, and uh, locally here in Orlando, Florida, I've been on air over 700 times alone on TV. So as kind of like the local consumer guy. And um, it's just been such an honor to do that. Well, you have quite the bootstrapping story there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's listen, bootstrapping is, um, I think everybody needs to go through it. And I think most, most everybody does. Uh, you know, and it's it's great to get funding because we've also, you know, we've also gotten um, funding like SBA funding and that sort of thing where it's appropriate. Um, but I think that that's really not something that, uh, you know, that that's fine if that's a long-term plan or maybe, you know, year two, three, four, something like that, uh, you plan for that. But I really, really love that solid first year of just grinding it out. Uh, because when you do that, you learn so much about yourself. Um, you know, those moments where it's 
only upon your shoulders. Um, you know, I'm kind of getting into some Ayn Rand Atlas shrugged stuff here, uh, but you know, you you allow the the business to succeed or fail based on your own efforts alone. And even if you're just putting out an MVP, a minimum viable product, um, you're just testing the concept. You're doing market research. Um, you need to do it in a way where you just man, you put it all on the line. And when you show that you've put in that blood, sweat, and tears into that, investors, banks, whoever it is, when you go for funding later, uh, they're going to see that and that's really going to play in your favor. Well, I absolutely agree. I started Hollywood Branded 12 years ago. And in the last couple of weeks, my team has looked at me on several occasions and said, how do you know how to do that? I mean, random, random things. Mm -hmm. And all entrepreneurs, if you're going to have a business and you're going to be successful, you're going to figure out how to do all of that, whatever that is to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations on this season. 12 years, man. That is, look, anyone who's been in business for 12 years, um, you know, I could tell, you know, why your listeners listen to this show. Um, Someone who's been at the helm of a single company for more than 12 years in this age. Um, you know, that's, those are, uh, I think Facebook by the time, as of when we're recording, this is 15 years old. Right. So <laughs> exactly. You know, these are the, this is, this is some longevity. So congratulations Thank on you. that. Thank you. So you just talked about how you were able, you just talked about how you were able to harness, you know, the power of radio. Mm-hmm. Basically. And earlier when we were chatting, you wanted to talk about the difference between advertising and authority building. <laughs> so yeah. how would you position that of what you did differently? Was it advertising? Was it authority building? Is it a combination of the two? And can you share a little bit more about that whole topic? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to share a quote um, that I think is going to make some people very uncomfortable, but um, it's the uh, I forget his name. Um, but he or she is the founder of Geek Squad. And uh, they said this, they said, advertising is the tax you pay for being unremarkable. And look, you can, you can buy your way uh, into um, some sales, um, but that's hard. And in many ways, advertising, look, I'm not saying don't advertise. Everyone needs to advertise. You need to constantly be advertising. But advertising, for the most part, is kind of like being on the hamster wheel. Um, When you stop advertising, you know, that's pretty much it. So we are big advocates for what uh, Mark Schaefer and his brand new book, Marketing Rebellion, which is a fantastic book. Uh, And also he uh, talked about in his book, Known, is... The, the value of your authority, the value of your brand, the value of a tribe that goes with you and recognizes that you're something special. And so where does authority come from? I mean, it comes from three places today. It comes from one did you create anything successful? And I think you and I will talk about this, but I don't think it's enough just to say, well, I'm an expert at being an expert. I, I think consumers are, we're past that. Uh, you know, and, and this is the same reason why I think that traditional sales funnels, um, 
that's a very risky position to be in when all you are is just a sales funnel. That kind of sales funnel is dying. Um, you need to have something behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, consumers uh, are, are uh, sold to more than ever, and we're more skeptical than ever. And uh, we only choose to connect with those people whom we know, like, and trust. And that benchmark is getting higher and higher and higher because we live in a day of podcasts and YouTube. So number one, did you do something? Number two, this is where authority comes from. Number two is your social proof. Mm-hmm. Can I go to your uh, social media and see, oh, wow, uh, this person, you know, she actually has a pretty big social media audience. I don't want to get left behind. These people must know something I don't. I need to pay attention. So mm-hmm. I follow, I engage. But most importantly, my opinion of that thought leader just went up because I see, oh, they've got 100,000 followers on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, I need to pay attention to them. Uh, And then finally, number three would be your associations. And we do a lot of work with this at Up My Influence. And your associations would be, for example, um, me getting the invite um, to speak um, by the Tony Robbins organization and speak to his business mastery uh, audience. Um, you know, if you look at my speaking experience or bio or whatever, you're going to see that. And I, you know, if you have a win like that, obviously you're going to let people know. Um, and so I'm um, speaking to social media marketing world, um, getting to appear on Stacy on your show. These are all associations. So people respect your authority, Stacy, because you've been in this industry for a long time. You've got an audience. Hopefully now, as I share this episode with my people, they will transfer a little bit of the know, like, and trust they have with you onto me. And hopefully that, that, that raises my level just a little bit. So, um, and in the beautiful thing about this, Stacy, is as business owners, I think we're in this environment that as we serve one another, as we look to help and say, look, I, I want to help Stacy's business. I want to promote her as much as I can. Um, and similarly, of like there's some residual for me. Um, that's the environment where we all win. Competition is dead. Competition is for losers um, in in many respects when it comes to our business success. Um, I I think domination is uh, probably the better way to go. And domination comes from being authentic, genuine, serving, and truly focusing on the three things that I mentioned in terms of like, you know, achieving some success, serving an audience, building a big social following, and then just Try to serve on other stages. This is the formula moving forward. Like I said, in the ba- in, in, in the olden days, you could do different stuff. You could just do, you know, infomercials and sales pitches and, and that sort of thing. Not today. Consumers have never been more cynical toward marketing and marketers. So, you know, it's time to evolve. <laughs> Well, I think everything you just said is the whole reason why not just affluence marketing, but influencer marketing works. And it's the whole reason why brands are working with influencers in order to gain traction on their own social platforms. It's the same transfer of authority, transfer of credibility and true genuineness. Sure. Sure. And, and it's been pretty exciting to watch the evolution of influencer marketing over the past five years. In the beginning, um, I think it was, you know, everybody, 
so, so today you've got um, your different levels of influencers, right? You've got your celebrities, you've got your macros, you've got your professionals, and then you've got your micros. Um, and there might be another category or two. Those are the four that I use. Um, so in the early days, I think everybody was kind of treated like a celebrity. You know, if there was a brand that like, oh my gosh, I could pay somebody and they could promote me to uh, their 5,000 Twitter followers and we're going to make mega sales. Uh, and so, oh, they're charging me $2,000. Okay. And like, we just didn't like, we didn't really get it yet. And so um, today, uh, I think that, you know, we're settling into brands are getting a lot savvier um, and influencers, um, and influencers, by the way, at any level, um, whether the celebrity level or micro influencer um, are learning their value, they're learning their worth, um, but they're also learning how to create amazing win-wins. So I love working with a brand, not when they pay me a lot of money. Um, that's nice, but I would much rather co-create an amazing campaign together where they say, we love Josh. We love what he created with us. Um, my audience loves the content that we create. So very native, very authentic, very organic, and listen, very transparent as well. Uh, so everybody knows what influencer marketing is. And so when I talk about a brand, you know, I need to be very honest and transparent with my audience about here's what the deal is. You know, here's the story behind this. Here's why I fell in love with these guys. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting. And look in five years from now, Stacy, you're in an amazing position because imagine what is going to happen in terms of influencer marketing versus traditional marketing over the next five years. Um, right now, uh, two thirds of all marketing is outside the control of your marketing budget and your marketing efforts. So what's happening is because of reviews, social media conversation, uh, you know, just everybody talking about your product you, you can't necessarily control that. You can facilitate that. You can work with it, but you can't control that with the exception of giving an exceptional customer experience. That's really the only way that you can influence that is, you know, just giving them the tools and giving them truly great products and service so that they will talk about you over and over again. I talk, we talk about brands all the time. And so we're constantly doing that work, but yeah, controlling the message with commercials, that's getting tougher and tougher and tougher. Yeah. Everyone's just tuning out and ad skipping. So that's yeah. why we love influencer marketing and product placement integrations and content and all of those things that you can do. And of course, leveraging affluence. Yeah. Yep. So someone is starting out or they're established and they have a little bit of credibility. What's the first step? Are they just dialing their radio station like you did? Probably not. So <laughs> no. what do they need to actually do to kind of launch themselves on this pathway? Yeah. So um, here's, here's what I would do if I were starting brand new today. And the answer I give, by the way, changes every six months. And so you know, if you're listening to this a year from when we recorded it, I would probably adjust this information. But if it were me today, because again, 
Facebook keeps screwing things up, uh, you know, uh, social media keeps evolving and changing, culture um, keeps changing, um, consumers keep changing. Um, at the beginning, um, when budgets are tight, I want you to be very, very careful about how you spend your money. I blew 25 grand on PR for Savings Angel. It was a big waste of money. Uh, and, and that's really unfortunate that it happened that way. So learn from my, exper learn from my experience. That's, by the way, why we launched Up My Influence, because I, was, I heard so many horror stories of people like, look, I just want to get buzz. I get it. Like, we all want to get buzz. Like, we all want people talking about our thing. And, you know, you can, um, you know, you can pay people and they can help you with that. Um, there's definitely some things that agencies can do, um, you know, where they've got a little bit of influence, but you got to be so careful. So what I would do if you've got very, very little budget is number one, keep listening to podcasts, like keep listening to Stacey's podcast. Um, and, and I would say number two uh, is let's say, especially if you are like B2B. Uh, is that I would join, like, let's say you're an expert in um, social media design, like you design the best graphic image, graphic images, and that's, that's your agency is you just create social media content. So what I would do is, you know, feel free to join all the Facebook groups so you can, you know, always improve your skills and that sort of thing. But I would join all of the Facebook groups, like let's say they're like realtors or something like that. And so what you want to be is the token social media person in that uh, East Orlando realtors group or something. And you want to just be in that group and you want to be helpful. Be a good person, give lots of value, share lots of tips, share lots of best practices, review people's social media and give them tips and help them and just give, 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 all right? And uh, you might be thinking, well, Josh, I'm not going to get paid for that. And if you are, you're thinking way too short-sighted because what's going to happen is if you do that for a solid six to 12 months and you serve in enough communities, you're going to be set. You will make a full-time income. There's no doubt about it. Um, that's just the way that it works today. You don't have to go nuts on this, but somehow you need to indicate that you are open for business and that as a professional in your industry, this is how to engage with me. So, because what will happen is people will hover over your name. They're like, man, this, this gal really knows what she's talking about. They hover over the name and they're like, oh, look at that. And then they see something in your profile image, or your cover image or something in your bio or whatever. They click on it and then boom, there's all your links. There's your featured image that talks about what you do. Uh, and um, yeah, so if you want to search me on Facebook, just search Josh Elledge, E-L-L-E-D-G-E and just copy what I do. It works. Um, and just again, be when you wake up in the morning, Stacey, I love this advice. And the first thought in your mind is, who am I going to sell to? That's a, listen, sometimes that's, it feels necessary, um, especially if it motivates you to do something. But I'll tell you that that's a pretty stressful way to live. If instead you wake up and you're like, who can I serve? Who can I give to? How can I give the most value to as many people as possible? And you just, you work with a giving mindset. Um, it just, you wake up and, you, you recognize that there's something deeper to why you're on the earth. Like, why are you here? What is the impact that you get to cause? What is your why? What is your, you know, what are your core values? And when you live in that, then 
you know, it's like you just, you, you, the money will come. It really will. And I'm sure you've heard business leader after business leader after business leader say this exact same thing. And, and you're going to, you know, you could choose to believe me at this level or you can believe me at this level. It's kind of, it's really up to you. Uh, but I'm telling you that mindset about your purpose, it just makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. It does. I can guarantee that as well. So, okay. So they've gone out, they have created uh, a presence on various social platforms where their competitors are not, and they can stand out and shine and be helpful to other people and serve those communities. What else can someone do? Uh, so, uh, you know, so if you're serving, um, I would say in terms of uh, investing in your authority, obviously, because you're being judged every time uh, that people are choosing whether or not to engage with you. So let's say you're being helpful, someone hovers over your name, get your Facebook um, profile optimized. Uh, I would also, I would say in the year 2019 and beyond, you cannot over invest. If you're in B2B, uh, you cannot over invest in LinkedIn. Uh, it is, it's that important. So if you want to engage with the media, uh, they're going to use LinkedIn. They're going to do a Google search on you. If your LinkedIn profile is properly optimized, generally it's going to come up in the first uh, page of search results unless you have a pretty common name. Sorry, Stacey Jones. I know. <laughs> yes, there is a band Gosh, leader out there. There are two other Josh Elliges that kind of float around in the internet. Uh, I feel bad for them because they can't really get uh, much coverage with me. Um, and so, uh, but there's, uh, yeah, so that's, you know, you, what you want to do is you want to make sure that everything communicates that you take this very seriously, that you, um, you know, that, that you're a professional in your space. So you will attract the caliber of client uh, relative to the level of your branding. And you will never exceed that. A high level client is not going to hire someone who has low level branding. It's just not going to happen because a high level client uh, is going to be very picky and they can't waste their time. And so they have to work with someone who they feel uh, is already working with clients at their level. And so I wish I could tell you that um, you can get around that. It's, it's really hard uh, because you're going to be based on your branding. Um, everything from your website design to everything that's in your social media profiles, um, it's all going to be judged ruthlessly. And look, I could sugarcoat it for you and say, hey, you know, just, you know, go get them tiger, but I'm telling you that your success rate is going to be much higher. If you make the investments and at the beginning, you got to do what you got to do because I understand budgets aren't quite there, but every dime you get, man, put it back into branding. And when people see, okay, um, she's got headshots, she's got a great logo, she's got great messaging, um, she's producing great content, um, she's engaging with her audience, um, all of this communicates something to that potential client that says, I want to be a part of that. See, even when I launched up my influence um, five, six years ago, I was really doing it pretty part-time, right? Because I, I already had a thing going with savings angel. I'm good. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I didn't put a lot of effort into the branding because I wasn't really actively looking. That said, 
I didn't get a lot of inbound leads out of nowhere. Um, when I started getting more interest in there, we started, we took all of that, just kept on investing it into a branding. And now I can tell you, we just don't have to worry about where business comes from. And that's a really great position to be in. And I have been in that position when you have to stress every day about, you know, where's my next, uh, where's my next meal? How's my next meal going to get paid for? Like I've been there. I know what that's like. And I want to let you know, it's going to be okay. You're going to do all right. Just keep, you're in the right place, doing the right thing, learning from the right experts. Just follow this advice and it will get better. Trust me. And, when you go to a conference, and I've been to a conference as a nobody, uh, I've done a lot of conferences as a quote unquote nobody, right? Because uh, we're all somebody, but, um, but I've also been to conferences when I've been a featured speaker, and it is a completely different experience. And I want the, I want that, so eventually I want that celebrity experience for everybody because it feels good. But man, it's so much easier to build and grow your business when people are standing in line waiting to talk to you, pick your brain, ask you questions, get your advice, and find out how to engage with you. That is fantastic advice. And everything that all of our mothers probably said, a birds of a feather flock together and appearances matter, you are stating again that they truly do. Yeah. Thank you, Stacey. Yeah. It really works. I promise. Really works. Okay, so where can people make a bit of a mess of this if they move forward and how can they not get the results that they want? Yeah, marketers screw this up all the time because um, what they don't realize is that when you're engaging with audiences, um, especially like if you want to work within the media, look, you got to take your sales hat and you got to put it on a shelf. Uh, if, if audiences, if consumers smell sales on your breath, uh, they are going to turn and run. It's kind of like if you've ever been to like a, maybe a networking event or a mixer of some sort, and you're just kind of like walking around and like some dude comes up to you and he's wearing like a, I'm going to date myself, Herb Tarlick, WKRP in Cincinnati. He's wearing kind of like that used car salesman kind of jacket or whatever. And all of a sudden, he's probably got bad breath too, but he just goes into robo sales mode. How does that feel as a human, as, as, like a, as a person? How does that feel to be treated so thoughtlessly that you're nothing but a potential lead or sale to that person. It feels lousy. And so that should give us a clue because we're all, you know, chances of vast majority of people listening to this, we're business owners, but we're also all consumers. And so it's really important that we engage with people at the level exactly how we would like to be engaged with. And so what that means is, do you want to be sold to? Nope, we don't. Do we mind being informed? Yeah, that's okay. Like, I want to know what people do. Like, I like, well, like, what do you guys do? Like, that's cool. Just inform me, but you don't need to go into the sales pitch. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm smart. And Stacy, you're smart. And everybody listening to this, we're all smart. We have to treat our audiences like they are brilliant, at least at our level of intelligence on up. And here's the thing. This is really fascinating. Consumers, we all pride ourselves on the ability to 
read people. We all think that we can read people better than anybody else. Like at least we're above average. Uh, when in fact, we've all got this skill. Like we could watch a reality TV show and there's just going to be some people you like and some people you don't like. And well, what is it? Well, some of it is like, it's nonverbal. It's how they say things. It's their body language. We build this profile of somebody based on all of these cues, all of these poker tells. And so if you think you can, uh, you can look at your audience as just sales leads and then think that that's not going to come across. Yeah. Good luck. Your people are way too smart for that. They're going to, they're going to spot it a mile away. So you got to get it right in your heart. And when it's right in your heart, Look, I'm telling you, people are going to love you. They're going to resonate with you and they're going to want to know how can I engage more uh, with, uh, with you. Yeah. So you got to just take a break. So um, give value, inform, tell stories about what you do, uh, but let people take that next step. You really, like the dating metaphor, I think is so completely appropriate uh, for sales and marketing. And that is, is that, you know, you don't go on a first date and ask for someone's hand in marriage. That's a little creepy, right? Um, it works, maybe it might work in a romance novel, but it doesn't work in real life. Um, and so the appropriate thing to do would just be to always just present your best self and uh, always just be authentic and genuine with people and let them, you know, like we'll, we'll engage in this dance together. And when it feels like the right time to have that first kiss and it's meaningful, we'll have the first kiss. When it feels like it's the right time to say, um, I'd love for you to meet my parents, like you'll know if, if you're truly being attentive to your audience or to your potential client, um, you'll know if you're following their cues when it's appropriate to do that. And if you do it too early, it's pushy and it's icky. And um, you're going to find out that people keep breaking up with you. And it's like, what? You know, and chances are people keep breaking up with you. There's something wrong there. Might be something wrong with your product or service, but generally probably has more to do with you. Earlier, when we were chatting and sharing, you had mentioned that there's such a high importance in creating content that you can share with your audience. Yeah. Can you share a little bit more about that with our listeners today? Yeah. So I went to college for family science, um, even though I've kind of become, you know, known as this, um, you know, uh, thought leader or whatever in uh, working with the media and communicating to audiences. Uh, my background is in family science. Like I study relationships. And so one thing that I learned in terms of building relationships is that quality time generally is overrated and quantity time is underrated. Um, and so people think that they need to have like, it, well, if I go to Disney World with my kids, yeah, it'll create memories or whatever. But you know what? Kids just like hanging around with you. Um, and as long as you're showing them attention, like that's good. Like that's, 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 kids are going to use that and they're going to build, you know, that's going to be good for that development and that relationship. And so, you know, when you, uh, just spending time with my wife, like just, you know, even if we're, you know, just walking on a walk together, like that is good for our relationship. Uh, and so your audience, what you need to do is you just need to spend 
time together. So how do you do that? Well, you do that by producing content. Give them opportunities to spend time with you. And if you're not producing content, how's that going to happen? If you're saying, look, I'm going to spend time with you, but the only way for you to do that is you need to pay me money. Yeah, good luck with that because they're not going to want to spend time with you because they don't know you very well. And so you need to be, um, I think the goal is to be omnipresent, is to be everywhere. And again, at the beginning, that's really tough. You do what you can do. My suggestion is that you pick one platform and you put everything you've got into it, whether it's podcasting, YouTube, uh, producing written content, uh, social, you know, pick a, a single social media platform and you dominate that social media platform. You pick one. And you put everything you've got into that one platform and you keep on going when everybody else quits. Okay. We have clients that are big time YouTubers. And, uh, you know, there was a time you go back a few years ago when they were producing three videos a week. And even today, they've got maybe a hundred views on those videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but they kept at it. And, uh, you know, four months later, They've still got maybe 100, maybe 200 views on those videos, six months, you know, a year into it. Now they're starting to get maybe a thousand or more views Mm -hmm. per video. And then a year and a half, two years later, now they get uh, um, 50,000 to 100,000 to a half a million views per video. What happened? They just kept on going when everybody else quit. They got better at what they do. That's important. Uh, But they just stayed in the game. Everybody, that's, I mean, you're sure you've heard this. I mean, everybody always quits too early. Um, some things you need to pivot for sure. Um, and, but you won't know that until you really, 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 really put it out there. Well, and what's also so fantastic is if you are putting all of that time and money and energy into that single platform, when you do have some air and you have some room to come up or get some help, all of those platforms can be extended. It's easy to chunk everything together. And now you have awesome content that can be repurposed and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I hear you. At the beginning, I know it's stressful to feel like I got to do this, 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 and this. It's okay. Like Rome wasn't built in a day. You're going to be able to hire people in the future. You know, right now, pick one thing, dominate it, master it, and just laser focus and all the other stuff's going to come. It really will. And- how have you seen all of this evolve and where do you think it's going? I mean, I know you said earlier that, you know, we're not going to have traditional advertising and marketing that we know of today and 10 years to come, but where is affluence marketing going? So if you've got, if you've just been relying on um, some little Facebook ads hack to become successful and that like, that's your meal ticket, Um, that's not going to cut it because Facebook can make one algorithm change, bam, gone. And then you got to try and find your next little trick. Uh, So if you are respected as an authority and people know, like, and trust you, and you've got an audience that comes with you, look, you can be completely platform agnostic. And I really think that ultimately we should be platform agnostic and that we put all of our effort into building our brand and our expertise, our platform. And so if some new social media thing comes about, uh, all you have to do is because you've built up these audiences in these other places, maybe you got a big email list, maybe your blog gets a lot of traffic. um, You add all of that up and say, hey, come on guys, we're gonna go do this, like whatever that new thing is, 
Like it's going to be really easy for you. Um, if you've, uh, you know, just been kind of poking around at different things and, you know, you, you really haven't focused on giving value, it's going to be tough. Um, so, you know, to those of, you know, to my fellow podcasters who are only just interviewing, like that's good. Like that's a great way to get started. But I think you want to, um, you know, you, you want to invoke and infuse your own uh, wisdom into that platform so that people can say, man, Stacy, or not, not you, Stacy, you, you do a fabulous job. Obviously you're very, very tough, but I, you know, I've been interviewed by some people and it's great. Again, you get started in whatever way you can. Um, but eventually you really want to hone in on one very specific niche and dominate that niche. Try to go to the blue ocean if you can, where there's no, in, you know, enough infighting and stuff, because again, I think competition is for losers. Um, and just give, 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 and start using that platform and saying, you know, this is what I want to be known for. And I am going to be the person when it comes to this very specific call to action. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I can relate. I actually hit over 100 podcasts before I actually turned this into an interview series. Wow. So I yep. did all of these Res solo. Mad respect. Yes. Mad respect. 100 <laughs> episodes of teaching. That's a lot of work, my friend. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And I decided that enough of hearing from me and I wanted to have our audience be able to actually listen to other experts that I really respect in this whole world Wonderful. of advertising. Now you got that. One, like you've got collaboration, you got people working together for a yeah. common purpose. It's beautiful, Stacey. Yeah. I love your, I love your, yeah. I love what you've created. Thank you. So is there anything that you can share with our listeners? How can they learn more about you? How can they learn more about uh, my influence? How can you, any, all, everything, what would you like them to do? Yeah, what is we your do call a, to action? Thank you so much. We do a lot of pro bono stuff. I again, my philosophy is, you know, it's just give, 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 you know, just invest in that next generation of business owners. And because a lot of those business owners are going to succeed, they will say, you know what, Josh invested in me at the beginning when I wasn't really ready to invest in him. Um, but now, you know, we're starting to look at some different ways that we can invest. So that's a great philosophy, a great way to grow your business. But we do a free webinar. I do a lot of uh, YouTube now, a lot of podcasting, but you can find all of that at upmyinfluence.com. Click on webinar. That like that webinar is like 90 minutes of like serious step-by-step -step tools, techniques, action items, exactly what to do, uh, especially if you're interested in building your authority through using uh, uh, high authority platforms like media. Perfect. And I know all of our listeners are going to agree with me here is your passion absolutely comes across <laughs> both on screen. I'm looking at you, but as yeah. well as to our ears. <laughs> and that's what makes you so successful in sharing. And yeah. that's what you know everyone needs to learn from. You're not sales pitchy. You are actually genuine. You are actually very passionate Thank and you. caring about making sure that everyone else is having, you know, getting help and doing better in life. Yeah. That's wonderful. Even in audio, you can hear my cheeks blushing right now. <laughs> well, I don't know what that sounds like, but I'm sure there's a sound to it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a little red. He's, he's a flush a little bit. Is there any last bit of advice that you want to give our listeners today? Gosh, Stacey, yeah. And, and, and really, that is when you 
surround yourself with experts. I mean, you, you know, we, we certainly, hopefully all of us believe that we're the combined average of the five people you hang around with most. Now at the beginning, it's tough to get into those circles because everybody understands this principle. So like, I always wanted to sit, I'm, I'm, you know, look, when I was in middle school, I was a total poser. I, I really wanted to be accepted. Uh, I was super nerdy. Uh, I tried way too hard um, to, to, you know, kind of be able to sit at the cool kid table. And one thing that I learned eventually is that, you know, it's not enough to try to fake your way there. It's, it's far better to just, um, just be a good person and just be a genuine person and, um, you know, the best way to get into these circles is to serve your way in. And so, uh, you know, if I could give one lasting piece of advice is, you know, if you want to uh, increase your associations, um, is serve your way in. So find some influencers, do something nice for them. And this is, this is what I did. I mean, this is how I got to speak at Social Media Marketing World. Um, you know, this is how I got to do some really amazing work with um, uh, John uh, from Entrepreneur on Fire and Kate uh, from Entrepreneur on Fire, um, you know, been able to do some really great stuff with them. Um, you know, it's that I started by just finding something that I could do, something nice I could do for them that was really in my wheelhouse. And I just kept on serving my way, um, you know, to the, on my way to the top. I'm not at the top, but I keep on, I try to aim in that direction. So just keep on serving, keep on giving. I promise it's the currency that is going to move things uh, along so much faster uh, than just, you know, going to uh, old school sales lines. Perfect. Well, Josh, thank you so much for joining all of us today. It's really greatly appreciated. Stacy, thank you so much. <laughs>